me to Luke chapter 15 this morning. Luke's Gospel chapter 15. A very familiar portion of Scripture we're going to look at. Uh, the Lord was talking to some Pharisees, some publicans, and they got aggravated at him. Verse 3 said he, he received sinners. And uh, I'm glad he does. I'm glad this morning Jesus still loves sinners. Sinners can still be saved if they repent, turn to God. They can still be saved. I'm glad that today. Uh, missions to me uh, is basically how much do you love God? How much do you love sinners? How really much do you love Jesus Christ as your Savior? I try to put things very, very simple. And to me, if I love God, who died for me, saved me, taking me to heaven, if I really do love him, whatever he wants, I should say amen. I'm going to do it no matter what the cost is. Doesn't matter. Now Luke chapter 15, let me stop. Let me thank y'all for your support. I meant to say it this morning, Sunday school, my memories are not that good. It used to be pretty good, terrible now. Uh, thank y'all. Churches are being started in India. Folks are being saved. Pastors are being trained because y'all help us get there and do what God has called us to do. I sure do appreciate that. Uh, the plan is to start one more church, at least one next year, maybe another one, but at least one uh, next year, so pray for that. Uh, let's start reading. Luke chapter 15, down to verse 11. Very familiar portion of Scripture to date. I believe it's what God wants us to look at. He said, and he said, a certain man had two sons, the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me, and he divided unto him his living. Not many days after, the young son gathered all together, took his journey in a far country. There wasted his substance with riotous living. When he spent all, there arose a mighty famine in the land. He began to be in want, went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him in the field, feed swine. He would have fain filled his belly. Husk of the swine did eat, no man gave unto him. And when he come to himself, he said, How, how many hired servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare, and I perish with hunger? He said, I'll rise and go to my father. I was saying to him, Father, sin against heaven before thee, and I have no more word that be called thy son. Make me as one of thy hired servants. For I thank God for verse 20. He rose, came to his father, he got up. We got a great way off his father, saw him. Had compassion, ran, fell on his neck, and kissed him. Son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven in thy sight, and I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. But his father said to his servant, Bring forth the best robe, put it on him, put a ring on his hand, shoes on his feet, bring hither the fatted calf, and kill it. Let us eat and be merry, for this my son was dead, is alive again, is lost, and is found. And they began to be in murder. Now, the, te the, the, the key, the prime mover of this parable is not the lost guy. It's the dad. The dad of the story is the story in itself. That dad is a picture, my God. If you're here today, God loves you. If you're lost, he's still Loves you like nobody else. God loves you. God loves 
sinners. Black ones, white ones, brown ones, every color God made, God loves them. And if you love them, faith promise is not a problem. The only problem is looking at what God says and do it. That's the problem. But if you love God, it don't really matter. I'm glad God loves sinners. We all look pretty good here this morning. You ladies look better than us men do, but, you know, we dress up a towel, try to look the best we are. But I bet they some in here today was just like that guy. Living in a hog lot, feeding swine, lost without God, but yet God is back praying for that boy. Notice the son wanting. Notice what he wanted. He makes a request. He said, Dad, I want what's coming to me. I want it right now. Right now. I don't think that happened overnight. I think the son, I think it was a selfish proposal. But I think over time, he got tired of his daddy's restrictions. He got sick and tired of all the rules that dad had. And he didn't like it. And he thought, give me mine. I'm getting out. And I'm leaving now. Y'all remember that? I do. My dad had two, two, basically two rules. You went to work and you went to church. Dad never asked me if I wanted to go to church. Never once did he ask, son, you'll go to church. Sundays, Wednesdays, revival. We just went to church. That's the way it was. I bet that's the way this guy was. He didn't like it. I grew up. I didn't like it either at all. But that didn't change my dad at all either. He wanted his independence. I'm going to dress like I want to dress. I'm going to drink what I want to drink. I'm making my own decisions. I'm going where I want to go. And he said, Dad, I want it now. Notice his restlessness. Not a few days later, what Dad gave him, he got it into something he could spend, and he left. He left the shelter of his home, left the security of his home. He left. Y'all remember that? Me, ladies, you remember that? I remember it like it's yesterday. Just left. I got so far off, left the church and all this stuff. Some of y'all remember. I remember it. Lord, I remember being in basic training. After basic training, being in the Philippines, thinking ain't nobody knows what I'm doing. Dad ain't here. Mom ain't here. Nobody's here. I'll do as I stick it, please. I did. That's that boy. Notice his whereabouts. Far country. Now, I was raised in six miles. There's probably 600 people in it now. When I was a kid, they weren't near that many. So Whitfield County is a metropolis to me. But he left. Got far away from God. Far from the Father. Dad couldn't see him. He couldn't see him, couldn't hear him. He got far from grace. Way away from grace. He left it all. Different country. Lights were brighter. Lived the way he wanted to. There ain't no straight lights in six miles. Dangerous country, almost killed him. He had finances, he had fun, he had friends, he had everything he wanted, had in his pocket, had a lot of money, that lot of money got him a lot of friends. Everything was going just right. But notice what he wasted. 
wasted everything, wasted substance with riotous living. Squandered it all, throwed it all away. I remember reading about this boxer. Can't remember his name now. But he spoke to some football team before they in the spring practice. He spoke to them, and he said, literally, I threw away $7 billion. Threw it away. Just shot it. Gone. Might as well throw it in the fire. That's what this guy did. If you're here this morning and you're lost, that's exactly what's going to happen to you. Exactly is what's going to happen. He wasted it all on riotous living. He squandered it. It was scattered. And when all that left, all his friends, they left. Fun was over. He's broke. Friends are gone. And guess what? A famine broke out. God's got a way of knowing where we are. And God's got a way of not leaving us alone. Never leaving us alone. I was preaching or talking somewhere a week or so ago. And I got to thinking I was in the Philippines for a year and a half in another place for about a year. And I remember sitting there doing stuff I shouldn't have been doing. And all of a sudden, I think of a Bible verse. And I think, God help, where'd that come from? <laughs> you know where it come from? A Sunday school teacher I had when I was about nine years old. And God took that. Spoke to my heart. I'm 20-something. Lost as a, just lost without God. So we signed passports in the class up there. What's well, a great class up there. If you can get the word of God in them, it'll stay in them. And God, the Holy Ghost, can bring it back to them years from now down the road. Great famine broke out. Riches are gone. Friends are gone. Look at verse 14. And we spent all. Verse 15 says, he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country. He's miserable. Y'all remember being miserable before he got saved? Remember being miserable? He's hungry. He's hopeless. Absolutely miserable. He's working for hogs. That ain't good. He got no joy. He ain't happy. Work every day is driving him nuts. No happiness. No peace at all. Anybody remember that? How'd I do? I remember waking up and thinking, Lord, help. What am I going to do today? And I did what I did the day before. Run right. That's what it is to be lost. Absolutely miserable. He was deserted. The real results of sin is sitting in a hog lot with nothing. That's pretty much it. Hurting. Heartbroken. But look at verse 17. It says when he came to himself. I got a real, my dad was really unusual. Weird guy. Good guy, weird. My mother's weird than he is. Uh, Mama's 92. Uh, still drives herself to church. Go Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, revivals, all that stuff. Uh, when I, they stationed me in the Philippines out of an old duffel bag. You old men remember the old green thing. I stuffed everything I owed in. Everything I owned was in that bag. So I got to the Philippines and I picked that thing up, dumped it out. You know what fell out? One of these. One of these. My mama packed that in the bottom of that bag. Now I read it, Lord, no. Didn't read it all. Closed it, 
put him back in my locker. A year and a half later, got it out, took it back home. Really? Well, I left him about 30 days to go to Vietnam and got over there and dumped that same bag out. Bomb of that bag is that same Bible. Same Bible. She would send me messages. She would send me cassette tapes. Most, you know, old as I am, you remember them. Send me cassette tapes. And my brother got saved like Adam, six, seven years old. I mean, good, good man. He's preaching now. Been pastor a long time, 40 years or so. He's younger than I am. She sent cassette tapes. Guy, my brother can really sing. Very talented. So he'd send tapes of him singing because she knew I'd listen to him singing. Right after he got done preaching and stopped, I cut that thing off. I was miserable. Got out of the service. And I was where this guy is right here. One, one day I come to myself. One day I woke up. That's what he did. He's intoxicated by sin. Devil's got him by a grip. But can I tell you this, man? Like, can I tell you this? Back home, he's in a hog lot, been in a hog lot. I don't know how long he's been gone. Bible doesn't say how long he's been gone. But the bottom line is back at the house, there's a dad that loves him to death and ain't ever, ain't ever gave up on that boy back at the house. Now, back in my house, there's a mama and a daddy who never did say the heck with Jim. Everybody else did, but mama and dad did not. So one day he woke up, I believe, because back there, Pa was praying. So, dad, don't stop praying. Mama, don't stop praying. My dad loved that boy. But can I tell you, there's a God in heaven love you. I don't care what you've done, where you've been. I don't care. God loves you. Or you'd be dead if you didn't. That's the story. The daddy is back home praying. I woke up, realized where he was. Wow. I love this. Came to himself. He's having hired servants. My father's house. He remembered dad's house. He remembered where dad was. He remembered that. You know why I remembered? He really wasn't as bad as he thought it was. Church really wasn't as bad as I thought it was. He got servants. He's got supplies. He knew he belonged back there. He knew that. How did he know that dad taught him coming up? Dad did and mama did coming up. He awoke and repented. He's honest. He is honest as the day is long. And verse 20, he just got up and he went back. Everything to verse 20 really is preliminary to getting up and doing it. Just do it. I talk, talk, talk. That's cheap. But I get up, I go back. That's what he did. That's it. And I don't know y'all this morning. I preach different places all the time. And I mean, I recognize some of you. Mark's mama's right there. And there's some of the rest out of the firemen's over there. I remember some of you. But if you're here lost this morning, God saved you. God loves you. Now, he don't care what you've done. 
God does not care. He knows it and still loves you. Still does. Still does. God still loves you. So verse 20, he's come back. Can you imagine what this kid looks like? He's been feeding hogs. Now, country ham's my favorite food. Favorite meat's country ham. But hogs stink. And they're nasty. God, they're nasty as they can be. And he'd fed them and worked with them and been around. So you know he stinks literally like a pig. His clothes just hanging on him. He looks so rough, it's just awful the way the guy looked. But he said, I'm going to go back. I'm going home. You know what? Just, just my God, makes me want to jump out of my skin. Is it never dawned on him that his dad didn't love him? Never, ever dawned on him. They won't let me come back home. Never did. He knew I'd come back any shape, fashion I am. My dad does not care. Your dad don't either. Your only father don't care at all. I got saved one early one morning. Early one Monday morning. Come home, dad was gone, upset. And that mama that's weird got the Bible out. She never did fuss at me. Never did make me feel bad and fussed me. Oh, she just prayed, prayed for me and read this. So I'm sitting at the kitchen table, madder than the devil, disgusted with everything in life, and she's reading this. You know what happened? I got down on my knees and asked God, quit my heart and save me. 24 years old, meaner than the devil. God saved me that night. He really did. God came in my heart and saved me that night. I literally woke up the next morning, looked at Mama at the table, and I said, Ma, how does this work? How does it work? You know what she said? Her answer to everything I asked was, Jim, we go pray. And if Mama prays, God is listening. I wonder sometimes he hears me, but he'll always hear Mama. That's this guy. So he's coming back. Notice the Father's love enduring. That's what I wanted to get to. The Father's love enduring. Love suffereth long and is kind. He ain't worthy, but his dad still loves him. His dad endured all the tears and all the years, and he still loves this boy. I see Father's love expecting. Amen. I think every day, that dad got up. I can't prove it. I'm not that old yet. But I think every day that dad got up and went to the end of the property down the road and he looked and thought, be home today. Be back today. He'll come today back tomorrow. And the old man went back to the house and waited until the next 24 hours. He was always expecting his son to go home. Notice the son and the father excited. Wow. God's been so stinking good to me. It's hard for me to imagine God not being good to me. Everybody looks at me and says, Jim, you got it made. And I say, yeah, that's what everybody says. God's been real good to me. I've been on both sides of this fence. Me and my wife have been on both sides of this fence. My dad loved me. My heavenly father loved me. I'd seen my son that like an idiot for about 19, 20 years. One day, 
One day, just one day, out of a clear blue sky, God saved our son. Just like that. Well, just one day, like that, God saved him. I prayed, 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 and God did it. I was excited. I about jumped. Good Lord, I was excited. That's this guy. Got excited. He said when the old man, when his dad saw him, he says he pulled it. He pulled that old gown on you know what men wore back then. He pulled that thing up. He went out running. And I said that was sorry. And people didn't do that. He didn't give a rip. He did not care. He got up. He said that's my son. He's coming home. I'm gonna go get him. I come home from the Philippines, and uh, back then it was a lot. You, they wasn't planes going out and in all the time. This was '68 or '9, and I'm in Atlanta, so I called Dad and I said, "Dad, I can't leave tonight." I said, "Ain't no planes going out. I'll see you." I get out in the morning. I see you tomorrow. He said, "I'm coming out of you." So I hung the phone up. About three hours later, my dad's about six five, weighed about two forty. He's dead now. I saw this great old big man coming down, coming down the walkway, old T-shirt on, pair of shorts, put on a pair of tennis shoes, down out on socks or nothing. Here he comes. My dad probably told me to love me three times in my life. But him coming to pick me up, said, I love you to death, son. He was excited. Can you imagine what God felt the day you got saved? And he still knew it anyway. Can you imagine that? This dad is awful. Notice he enriched his son. His son's doing all this stuff, repenting, and that's good. He ought to, but his dad looks at him. I bet dad's thinking, God, will you stop? Stop. You're still my son. Stop this stuff. You ain't a servant. You're my boy. He does you. You're his son. He loves you. He loves you now. Always will. Took off the old stuff, he put on the new. Let me ask y'all a question. How much you love him? My dad died 25, I don't know, about six years ago. And the day goes by, we'll just look at him. Maybe ask him a question or two. I can't, you know. That's good, he's in heaven. Uh, how much you love your heavenly father? How far is your love willing to go to get somebody to Jesus? How far is your love for your heavenly father? How far get somebody to Jesus? I mean, faith promise is a big deal. We've done it, God, for years, and God's told us stuff, and I'm thinking, Lord, have mercy. I could buy me a new truck. I could pay the one I got off. But then I think, yeah, God loved me. Watch this. That ain't nothing. Question number two, will God, will your love for God give yourself to what God wants, to what God wants? You see, all them kids I talked to this morning, God's got a plan for their life. I told you about my grandson, God's got a plan for Jesus. And what he's doing in school now, I'm not sure that's it. If it is, don't matter to me. I want him to do what God wants him to do. God's got a plan for your life. Can I tell you this? If you're retired and sitting on the front porch drinking coffee, God's got a plan for you. Why give up? Why quit? I'm still stuck in air. I ain't quitting. I don't care. As long as I can do this, I'll do it till the best God dies or I can't do it no more. 
I ain't got time. Stop. She's the same way I am. I ain't going to do it. And we pastored a good church, pretty good size. God wants to go to India, so I'm going. If he wants to go to Scotland, I go to Scotland. If he wants to do something else, I'll do it. I really don't care. You see, my, my memory's good about some things. I remember some predicaments that I've been in. I remember some places that I've been. The only thing got me out of it was my God. The only thing got me out of it is my God. So my God gets my life. Third question, how much is your love willing to persevere to get somebody to Jesus? Some folks don't get saved first four or five times you talk to them. Some it takes years and years and years and years and years. But I have to persevere. You need to persevere. Luke 7, 47 says, Wherefore, I say unto thee, her sins, which are many, are forgiven, for she loved much. But to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. I love God a lot. He forgave me a lot. I'm not going to hell. If you're saved, you're not either. So whatever God tells you to give, on my advice, I'd just do it. The way we do faith promise, you do whatever you want to do. The way we do it is every month I sign, we get out our tithe every month. Give it to church, use it the same day, write out my faith promise, and I give it. I say, God, you just make it up. Because it's coming, it's yours, you make it up. Tell me to give it, and it's amazing. Heard Alan Barker say one time, and never forgot it, God will give through you what he won't give to you. And I agree with that. I heard him say it. I thought, what does that mean? But it means God gives you a figure that you, he wants you to give. He'll give you that, not to keep it, but give it through you. Not to you, but through you. Very simple this morning. You really love Jesus. Enough. To do what he says. Go if he wants you to. Or stay or give. Very simple. How much do you love Jesus? Father, we love you. Thank you for these sweet people. They'll listen to me this morning. I thank you for them. Thank you for your love toward us and your love toward this church. God, I pray this Sunday through Wednesday as people pray and think and talk to you about what to give, that God, you will make it very plain what you need and what you want. God, they'll obey that. We'll thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.